All right, here we go. I can do this. Wake up, man. <laughs> we can do this. All right. As I've said before, I've made the joke. I'm going to make it again. Two Tims don't make a right. I, Tim from Ski Rex Media, am joined once again by Tim from Waterville Valley. Brother, how you doing? I'm great. All right. So if you don't know Tim, Tim is like the head boss guy in charge here. He's the commander in chief. We can make president jokes, right? Do you yeah, make sure. president jokes? Yeah, I wish I could. El I was Presidente. hoping. El Presidente. <laughs> oh, you should definitely have that on your jacket, dude. Be awesome. So yeah, Tim's the president here. I think your title's actually longer than that. I can't remember what it is. President you know, general manager. That's what it is. See, there's so many different ones. John is executive director and, 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 and Lindsay Delorier, something else. And it, I can't keep it all straight. Always take notes, kids. So we're talking to Tim today because he has the second World Cup event in New England. Now, we were at Killington. We saw all that fun stuff, and it was great. You know, Schifrin won on Slalom Day, so the crowd could be heard all the way down to Rutland and beyond, I think. It was ridiculous. But this is a different animal, man. So why don't you explain what we got going on here? Yeah, so what we're doing, we're hosting the World Cup of Moguls. We've hosted 11 World Cups here, all alpine events, but we are the birthplace of freestyle skiing, and we've never hosted a World Cup freestyle event. Sure. Uh, we've been trying for years. We we started with the the Mogul National event, and mm -hmm. that happened three times here now. So a lot of our athletes from the U.S. have had six, six competitive days on this course, so it kind of gives them an advantage. But the U.S. ski team saw that we really had a legit course here. It's 28 degrees. We have pitches at 34. We have a long course, two, 242 meters, and it's all natural. It's off of Bobby's, which is named after Bobby Kennedy. It's an amazing run. It is, it, it's a, it's a challenge for sure. And dealing with the East Coast weather, you know, that's one of those ones with, that the uh, competitors <laughs> are getting used to. I can imagine I didn't come down yesterday because of our wonderful East Coast weather and that happens. I don't like driving in ice as much as anybody else does. So, you know, safety first though. That's what it is. You know, it's not that I didn't want to come down, but I am excited because we have an event that is not only a different discipline or a different set of disciplines, but it is a completely different logistics thing you know, going on here versus the Killington. And I don't mean to reference that like I'm trying to put them above anybody. I'm not. It's just that's that's my frame of reference. Well, they're, that's a bigger event. I mean, it goes without question. Well, and actually, that's something I think I'll ask you first. Like, you know, that event is, you know, women's GS and slalom. And the United States has the greatest skier in history. She's there, Michaela Schifrin. She, she destroyed. She took third on GS Day, took first on slalom day. She's a standout superstar. Everywhere she goes, not even the U.S. Do you have? Does the does the freestyle team have a have a standout like well, that? I mean, we have Jalen, Jalen Cox. Sure, she's, sure. She's a you know silver medalist, mm -hmm. uh, and she is you know definitely a standout. But the whole thing is that that the. The female team for the U.S. is all standouts. If you look sure. at the super finals that happened yesterday, mm -hmm. out of the six competitors in the super final, five were U.S. There you go. So you, it's not just one person. It's an entire team. Sure. And then you look at the men's side, and the men's side is really coming up. You got you got a couple of competitors, Nick Page and Cole, that are coming up through the ranks right now, and they're you know they're right there on the edge of the podium, getting some podiums. Good. Uh, and good, good. so we've got some really good athletes there. And I think the best part about these athletes, though, is they are just the coolest people. They're just oh, yeah. really mellow. That we had a signing last night, and all of the competitors for the U.S. team 
came there and they signed all these autographs and talked to all these children who wanted to get the autographs mm -hmm. and really made just an amazing event for these, for the young people that are in this community that aspire to be top level athletes someday. That's a really cool team. That's awesome. Like, that's what I like to hear. One of the things that I noticed being media at the other event, at the Killington event was there was the, 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 the athlete and team area. Then there was us media folks. And then there was the crowd maybe five feet behind us. So you got kids screaming. It's like, there's an interaction displacement there. I like that. It feels here. You've put more emphasis, or at least this team has put more emphasis on that crowd interaction. Now, yeah. I don't know what you, I don't think you were at Killington. Did you come yeah, by? I was at Killington. Were you? Yeah. Damn, I wish I'd have known that. I'd have come said hi then too. Cause I knew Abby was there. She told me that down at 603, but I didn't know you were there. And we were all running around. It's a very busy weekend. So right damn, in. I wish I would have known that. I would have come and said hi. <laughs> I, I feel awful when I miss people. I don't know what it is. I, I, I just feel rude. But so you saw it. So you know, like, do you think, do you, do, did you see that kind of disconnect? Yeah, I don't know. It's just a different world. You know, the freestyle sure. and the alpine are two different worlds. The alpine world is, you know, it's big. It's huge. I mean, you totally. look at these events that they have in Europe and you're talking 50,000 people. You're, it's huge, mm -hmm. huge. Moguls and, and aerials and, and, you know, so slope styles and things like that. It's a little bit more niche. Sure. Um, the athletes are really adventure sports. So they're, they're really, you know, just a, a, a different type of athlete. You know, they, they're very strong personalities and creative because a part of the entire process of moguls is being creative while you're, you know, in the air. That's what sure. you're getting judged on. So it really makes a, for a dynamic person to, to be very good at this, which is great. Sorry, my kid just walked into the office. This is a family resort. So, hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Like I was telling you before we started recording, I was talking to Steve Harding up there at Tokamu, Tokamupog, the camp. And he, I said, it's a family thing. And now more proof that <laughs> skiing really is, especially for smaller independent places, which wa Waterville, well, I can't really say smaller independent. I think, I feel like Waterville is a big independent. It is largest acreage yeah. wise. Yeah. In, in the East. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it, it's wonderful for that because you get all the room in the world to play. Yeah. But it's still, everybody knows well, it's, everybody. It's really cool. I mean, we're owned by the Sununu family you mm -hmm. know, and, and there are other investors that are invested into the, into this corporation, but it is really a family, uh, you know, family deal. My wife and I, my wife runs the accounting and finance department here. And I, I, you know, obviously run the resort and kids are always all over the place, but that's part of this entire event too. Sure. And the whole idea is that we're bringing the family of freestyle back home. Yeah. Where freestyle first started, you know, the, the first freestyle training was happened here in 1969. That's mm -hmm. one of the reasons we claim it. And then of course, in 1971, we had the exhibition of freestyle skiing, which is the first comp competition. And so we, we are the birthplace of freestyle skiing and bringing the family back home and bringing the families together it really does make this make this feel a little different it's got that sure. that feel of really uh, uh kind of an intimate feel which is great i think that's awesome that's one of the reasons i was looking forward to this event because it is not different but it is different i know that sounds stupid but you know when you see these events on television you see almost i don't want to say cookie cutter but it kind of feels like it is you know unless you really know courses and really know mountains Waterville's different. And because you have that birthplace, you have that long running, it's a tradition. Mm -hmm. And now you've got, you've brought the tradition full circle, brought it home, yeah. which is awesome. So what does it take? 
This is why I want to talk to you about it, because what is it, especially because you also have the background in ops and everything, what does it take to get here? Like, you don't necessarily have to get well, into how it's chosen, how the mountain's chosen, yeah. but beyond. No, I, I guess, I mean, the biggest thing is you have to have, you have to have that history piece to it. I mean, that was a huge part of it. It's sure. not just like we can, we, we went for this without having this great mountain with this great history, with this great run. Physically, <coughs> excuse me, but sure. physically. Mm-hmm. You have to, to have the goods to be able to do the event. Sure. That's number one, first and foremost. Second is you have to build the relationships. You, I mean, it's, it's not something that you just walk into lightly. You have this relationship that you're building through time with the US ski team, with the, the, the mogul community to, you know, sure. prove that you can host a really good event. So we got the opportunity to do that with nationals. Yep. We did that for a number of years. And now with the World Cup, they brought it to us and they really, you know, it, it's, 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 it's like a relationship, you know, sure. you build up that relationship over time with all the different entities. And now we've, now we've mixed in TV, you mm-hmm. know, with NBC being here and having the, having the big TV trailer right down here outside my office and making sure that we're ready to go. And that's just another dynamic that we're mixing into this. And the more you do that, the better the relationships form, the better relationships get, and they all become part of the family. Absolutely. And, and, and it looks, it all looks great. I love being behind the scenes because you get to see the stuff. Like I'm looking out the window and there's just a satellite dish that isn't there normally. It's just not there. It's on the back of a trailer of all things. It's so cool to see this. I mean, you beyond the work of it, because you're all working hard. It isn't it's fun it's got to be fun oh, a little course. bit dude. oh it's totally fun are you kidding me uh, it's <laughs> uh, absolutely i mean all the planning in the world goes into this and that stuff is, it kind of gets down to the the you know the details and you're trying to get all the details buttoned up but then the action starts you know it was about what two week and a half ago we still had piles of snow giant piles of snow on lower bobbies we sure. hadn't pushed anything out we just got done making snow oh wow and ben finn from Printoth, who's mm-hmm. their lead operator in Printoth snow grooming big shout out there totally man. They, they brought in an operator brought an extra demo cat for us to use and ben worked the wench cat up on top i worked the free groomer down below doing the the spectator area first day we made quite a bit of impact and then second day we got up there and he worked top jump and and start and i worked bottom jump with the free cat at 34 degree pitch that was wild shout out to sea dog for pushing me to do that one i I was gonna uh, say like that's that that, that's balls man oh it was cool that's very cool um one one recommendation if anybody ever tries to do that go up backwards okay because when you slide you have your blade in front of you. <laughs> there you go. Good safety tip. Good little pointer there. I would never try it, man. And I've actually never done a steep in a groomer, wincher, otherwise. Sounds interesting. But, man, you... God, within a week, you just had it that's where, buttoned up. That's where it all starts. I mean, we we did a CAD design of the whole base area. We ran fiber optic up there. We ran power up there last summer. Oh, so we okay. had a we. What we're trying to really do this year is set the 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 groundwork. Sure. You know, get our get our foundation laid. Mm-hmm. You know, make sure that everyone's everyone's in a good spot so this event continues year over year and it becomes seamless. So we wanted to have that fiber optic connection up there. We wanted to, we didn't want to have generators running up there. So we ran all the power up there we also were able to utilize fan gun technology to be able to make the snow so we were able to make a lot more snow up there you know those the that groundwork that we laid into the facility this summer really paid off and allowed us to pull this event off more seamlessly 
That's awesome. And, and that that's so much work because we all know, like everybody who sees it knows it's not just putting snow, making moguls or whatever course you may happen to be running. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And then we all go home for dinner and we just show up the next day and run, a, run an event. It's just not how it works. No. But man, to know that it's more than just running extension cords. It's getting the electricians up the mountain. It's, 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 it's Tim's in a snowcat, which is where he's going to be anyway. I don't, I don't know him well, but I'm getting to know him. And he's, he's, he's in, he's, he's an operations guy. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot of work. It's very interesting. Like that's, that's part of it for me. Like I said, you know, the fun of seeing all, you know, the trucks and the athletes behind the scenes, all that. But gosh, the logistics end of it, the production end of it, just, Everything going in, I don't know. I just like seeing people work and build things. The amount of stuff. Yeah. General stuff that goes up there is absolutely crazy. We put a hospitality tent up there and inside the hospitality tent, we have TVs, we have a full bar, we have breakfast served, we have lunch (laughs) served. You know, then you've got the the judging platform where it's judged remotely. So it's, it has cameras up there, all the timing equipment, all those wires. We put conduit from one side of the run to the other so that we can run wires back and forth without getting in the way. Uh, the, the fencing that goes in the U.S. team that puts all that up. That, you know, the fencing just has to be perfect and laid out perfectly sure. and tight. And, you know, you, you, so yeah, a week and a half ago, we just started pushing piles. And then the next thing you know, it's just day after day that it gets closer and closer and closer. And then it all came together last Sunday when we started to push the final piles and, and, and push the, started to push the moguls in with the yeah. jumps and, and the mogul. So you put your moguls in, you put your jumps in, you put, get your groundwork done. And then you put your jumps in and your jumps, you, you just kind of shape the back of the jump with the with snowcat sure and then you you put in your bumps and your and the bumps for this level you actually start out with the snowcat so the snowcat goes and makes these tiny little piles. oh wow that's cool and then you take skiers and you shape the j- bumps with the skis and kind of round them out and then you ski them huh. and you ski them in and then they shape up really fast and really big it's the first time i've actually done it that way for the national events we ski them in with mm-hmm. flags and the but these skiers are so powerful and so strong we need the jumps to develop faster. Sure. So we end up pushing them with snowcat. Interesting. Who yeah. knew? I know. I, I had no yeah. idea. Yeah. So did you get, did you just groom did the groomer run or did you try and ski some in yourself? Like, I actually did not ski them in this year. My back got started getting really sore. Sure. Uh, about four days into the push out and I've been kind of mending my back a little bit. So, Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, you got. Normally, I do though. Normally, I do ski in the bumps. Yeah. No, that's awesome, and that's got to be a heck of a course. I haven't seen the course yet. I do know that part of the mountain. I have skied over there. I have skied True Grit, which is right next door. That's that one actually made me nervous, even though it was groomed off. I was here. You know, shout out to Rob Dresser. He was there with the kids yep. working out. He's like, dude, you want to come photograph a little bit? And we did that. And I, I got to say, I, I was not prepared for that pitch and it, it made me a little nervous, but that I get this, 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 this event is built on a steep. Like yep. it has to be steep. To be. So yep. if that run is any testament to it again, only because I haven't seen the course yet, it's got to be something now. To get to the course, that's interesting to me. And again, I will, co- I will compare it to Killington only because that's the one I've done. Yeah. Killington, the, the, the finish line's right outside. You could practically park on it. In fact, you could park on it. The yeah. road is right there. This event is not like that. You have to actually put in work. Well, you got to earn it. Killington's uh, extremely special. 
to have superstar right there yeah that's and be able to come right down in the base area with that kind of pitch that's a really special area most ski resorts you know that that do these types of events that you got to go up a little bit yeah and you think of birds of prey at beaver creek i used to work on that course quite a bit as a snowmaker sure and you have to get up on dally and there's buses that run people up the ski run see and you doze off the ski run and half of the run is skiing down and half of the run are these buses going up and down and transporting people to the base which cool to the base area of the birds of prey course yeah so this isn't that uncommon especially with moguls i mean to come into a facility where you really have 28 degrees or better sure uh, with you know 250 meters long or so that's a really special area any place on the mountain so yeah there's logistical challenges we're get, with getting not only okay. the equipment there but also getting the people there so we're going to ride the valley run lift and then mm-hmm. you walk down it's about 200 yards down to the actual course and then from there you have the choice at the end of the day if you want to walk down the rest of valley we have a foot foot pass and or foot path down from the course down all the way down to the base oh, area cool. or you can walk back up and walk that that you know couple hundred yards back up to the top of the chairlift and ride the chairlift down so you don't have to download if you don't want to Correct. okay i did not realize Correct. that because we just made a joke outside about walking all the way i was like i'm taking the foot path up to which we laughed about because i wasn't going to walk all the way up i was going to take the lift because i think that's cool it's different yeah. Yeah, than what sure. i've done and like you said out there they got buses running them now you can upload how many people actually get to go on foot on a lift not in the summer yeah it's it's different and i yeah, think it's sure. kind of cool it's one of the reasons i didn't ski it in yeah. just just because i wanted to see how different it was yeah absolutely and it, it, it's very cool but i did not realize that i i, I assume never assume because you know what that does <laughs> you and me yep that you had to download yeah. but you don't you can have a nice because it, it's not it that's not a steep run no, like really no, that's mellow. an easy walk that's yeah. an easy mellow walk yeah i so, actually just walked it the other night there you go yeah. yeah that's that's worth the walk man like i i might do that then that's cool that's nice i like that that's awesome man so you get everybody up there you had a friday crowd you were telling me friday did well yeah no it did good well. we were we we're probably you know a little lower in spectators than we would have liked just due to the weather the weather was definitely a premature snow and yeah. a little bit of sleet and then big flat fat snowflakes and then back to premature snow and then back to sleep it was just all day athletes were kind of funny because they said every run was something different i said yeah we're kind of like a box of chocolates around here yeah but it it was it was a challenging weather day and so and it's a friday but Mm -hmm. you know in the grand scheme of things we were just talking about this you know holding the event on friday you know building it up to Saturday and then and then taking it from Saturday into Sunday when we get broadcast on CNBC. Sure. So now we have three-day event, you know, yeah. and, and Friday really becomes the warm-up to the duels. And if you watch mogul skiing at all, duels is where it's at. That's, totally. I mean, to watch two competitors go down head-to-head doing yeah. tricks in the air, and you can really see the differential between the two competitors when you watch that duel event. Mm. So having that on Saturday, which is always the busiest day, always the easiest day for spectators to come, that's really something special. Sure. And then Sunday is kind of like the the day the day that we can all celebrate our 
our victory mm-hmm. and watch the the final product. Yeah, uh, it's really cool. It, yeah. It's wicked cool, and it definitely already looks like you're going to do better. I'm looking out the window here, and it's just lines of people. Some have skis on their shoulders. Others are obviously here for the for the foot for the foot traffic to go up. Like there's they have no equipment. Again, of course, it could be renters. What do I know? But you know. I'm saying these, these people here to see the event that come out and you're not wrong. Dual events are, you know, head to heads are sick and a lot yeah. of fun to watch. And it's like, I've always said, if you can see one in person, it's a whole other element. It's a whole it opens animal. your eyes, right? I mean, that's yeah. the whole thing is we're trying to open people's eyes to, to the sport and give them that exposure to what mogul skiing is and hopefully aspire, you know, get some of these kids to aspire to be the next Olympians that, that sure. our country will produce. I mean, we produce some of the best skiers in the world. Mm-hmm. And I believe that this is the way that we make the, the next level of skiers is because they need to see it with their own eyes. It's one thing to watch it on YouTube. You don't get the real depth perception. No. When you get up there, you'll see. We have a lot of people here from the West right now that are expecting a fast speed air course. Mm-hmm. And they got here and realized this is not a fast air speed course. This is actually a very technical, mm-hmm. very non-forgiving course. Uh, it's just because they assumed because we're on the East Coast that we didn't have the steeps. And they were wrong. Yeah. You never assume that. There's so many steeps here. Yeah. I mean, like, like I was saying before, Waterville Valley has that whole section. Actually, it's kind of awesome. Because if you ride up the chair over here, Valley, Green Peak, Green Peak, yeah. and you light up and you're looking off to your right and you see these runs, they actually look steep. Oh, like yeah. I, some runs that are steep don't look that way until you get to the top. Yep. I, I've seen that. It's it's an optical illusion of some kind. Yeah. I would I would figure. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because there were times when I worked at Mount Snow in the '90s. From the bottom of Ripcord, it didn't look so bad. From the top of the Ripcord, it looked like Ripcord. Yeah. Here, when you look at it, it's that whole like three or four runs right there is just they, they and they look great. Yeah, it's and beautiful. One of the things about those runs too is they don't, you know, a lot of the runs on the east that are steep start steep. You know, sure. you, you kind of put your tips over the edge and they sit there in the air and then you drop in. Yeah, our runs roll. Yeah, you know, they they naturally roll into the steep, so you don't realize it until you're already there. Yeah, yeah. and then you're like, "Whoa, this got steep really quick." Oh yeah, you're really committed. steep, and it's very long, and that's what I love about the sunny side. And the other part, I mean, obviously the sunny side is named because it's the sunny yeah. side of the mountain. So not only do you have it steep, but you also get a lot of sun, a lot oh, yeah. of sun, and they're wide, big, open runs. So it's it's a really special spot. It yeah, is it's really cool. It's beautiful. Like it's it's set perfect for an event like this. Like, I'm actually kind of surprised that event hasn't been here or a similar event hasn't been here a lot more often because it just, it looks the part. It looks, yeah, it and looks being great. the birthplace of freestyle skiing. I mean, you think about the, the 1972 or 71 exhibition of freestyle skiing that was held on true grit. Sure. You know, we're now on Lower Bobby's. Lower Bobby's is steeper, but True Grit is where they first developed the exhibition of freestyle skiing, which started with, you know, this jump off the top and then moguls in the middle and a ballet at the bottom. Yeah. And it all three disciplines that eventually become the Olympic sport mm-hmm. uh, were all displayed on True Grit, which is really kind of cool. Like, obviously, that was a very good venue for this. Sure. It has to do with the sun and the, the you know, just the wide open terrain and the steep and the flat at the bottom. It, it all worked out well. Yeah. So to bring the event back here is really something special. And seeing the evolution, I mean, they back then, that was all, you know, 
pushed up by people skiing it. It was there was no manicuring the run. It sure. was purely use the run, show us your artistic ability in your skiing, mm-hmm. and then you know we'll judge you. Sure. Uh, nowadays it's nope. Well, it has to be this size. Has to be in this line. The jump has to be this angle. The the landing has to be at that angle. And that's what happens. You know, as you get to an Olympic sport and you take something that's a little more freestyle towards an Olympic sport. Sure. So it does. It is a different. It's a different sport. But now they're doing I mean, quad or backflips with with three four three spins with three spins oh god yeah I mean, that's insane it's a totally you think insane. about that I mean, it's it, and they're huge big airs one cool thing about this course too that you don't normally get on a mobile course is you can actually ski to the side of the course because mm. bobby's has a work road that's about ha- three that's three quarters of the way up sure and you can ski in on the work road and then ski to the first air so a spectator can actually watch the profile oh no way so when you watch it from the profile instead of watching it head on the mm. speed yeah. It's just phenomenal because you can see how fast they're going by you. You get the feeling of the pitch that they're on because you're standing on that pitch. Sure. You get the feeling of the air that they're getting because you can watch them air out. It's, sure. it's really cool. That and that's awesome. going to become bigger and bigger as this event goes on over the years because it's just something special that this course offers that most courses don't. Oh, yeah. You're definitely going to have lines up there, <laughs> lines of people. And that's fantastic, man. It sounds great. Again, the, 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 the venue, I haven't even seen it yet, but. I have been up there and, and you're not wrong. You got that nice roll into it. That's how I found that area the first time I did it. I'm just meandering along. I'm not looking at signs and all of a sudden I'm bombing straight down. I'm like, Oh, all right. This is cool. Whatever. I'll do it. it. Takes a little more work, but that's okay. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. And you know, you all do such a good job here maintaining your trails and everything. Gosh, the day, the first day we caught, I came down. I don't remember which one I come down. It wasn't true grit the first time. I think it was just to the right. Give chow. Probably. And it was effortless anyway, like steep, sure, but effortless. Cause I think it was groomed. It was nice. It was effortless. Y'all do such a great job well, here. It's, 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 it's a wonderful place. I'm glad to see it. I'm glad to see a second world cup here in new England, new England. We, you know, I, I think you would agree that new England has quite the, quite the, it's well, every region has its own like ski culture, ski community. And I think new England can speak to this. I think new England, I think people love people love New England. Absolutely, I mean, it has their home mountain. In sure, New England. I always talk about the fact that uh, skiing is not just competitive. It's not just about how how well you can ski. Sure, it's not just about the athletic ability of the skier. It's mainly about the socialization. Absolutely, and being social, and that's what we offer here. You know, we're New Hampshire's family resort. We want the entire family to be social, feel like this is their home mountain, and then we want to show them that we ha- have the goods and we can host the largest events in the world, like we're doing today. One hundred percent, and it, and it is it is a huge social thing. That's another part. I don't know if you guys really have. I don't know. Well, let's let's find out what you had for the party aspect of it. Again, I know the Killington race. That's the one I've done. It's a party. Is it a party here? So we did some pretty cool stuff uh, this year, and this is the first year, so we're we're just kind of tap dancing totally. to it. But last night we had the U.S. team come down. We did an introduction of the U.S. team in, in Town Square, and then they did an autograph signing, and all the all the kids of the community were just totally into it. We had lines and lines to try to get autographs from these athletes. It was awesome. And then we did the bib draw. Sure. And the bib draw happened. We had a DJ down there pumping some tunes out. DJ Brett, good job. 
job. Nice. And then the, after we after we did that, then we had the bib draw where all the athletes from the different teams, all the top athletes came down. We got photo ops for that. And then we ended the night with fireworks. And it was really, it was awesome. in Waterville Valley, of course, we have to do fireworks. We always like to end with a bang. <laughs> hey. So then tonight we actually freestyle lounge, our big bar that we built a few years, years ago. It's all themed after our history of freestyle. So sure. what's the better place to have the, the ending party at? So we've got a band playing up there and we actually have bunch of the 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 guys who were here for the first event oh, and nice. they put a slideshow together of that first event and all of the slideshow goes over the his the 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 people that were here during those first events and that slideshow is going to be really cool and then we're going to have people talk wayne wong's here he's going to be oh, nice. he's going to be talking up he was here last night he's up in the tents he's all around we've got birdie britain was birdie corcoran at the time and she mm -hmm. was also competitive in that we've got bernie weitzel we've got all sorts of people here that are doing that have been here forever and really you know showcase the fact we're the birthplace of freestyle skiing but also at the same time celebrate how great the event is that's awesome yeah. man it really is it, it's a party man it's a lot of fun people yeah. are here come check it out if you didn't get to come this year you definitely are having next year if i yep. remember correctly absolutely it's already it's been a confirmed your contract already confirmed cool yep. uh-huh and those contracts that you know different things at different times you know but yours is confirmed so that's great come up here next year it's awesome. Come here anyway. Come skiing here. It's a yeah, lot sure. of fun to come here. I've, I've skied here several times. Indy Pass user. So I'm, I'm here at least twice, if not more. Yep. So it, it's just a great mountain. A lot of fun. Tucked back here, you know, and, and you wouldn't even know it was here. Well, we're only two sides. hours outside of Boston. There's one stoplight. That's true. There's only one stoplight on your way in. Yeah. And then you get this six miles national forest that you drive through six miles, drive. nothing. And then you arrive in Waterville Valley. And right when you get in, you turn left and you head up to the ski hill. And then, or you can go into the valley and go into your hotel. Mm -hmm. And we have 540 private acres Mac dab in the middle of the White Mountain National Forest. I'd like to say it's an island in in the National Forest. It is. It, it, it's it's a beautiful place. Great for an event like this. We could go on for like I have more <laughs> logistics questions to ask. The stuff that no one else is interested in but me. Of course, you know. Course. But that's fine. And we could talk about that stuff later. Awesome, dude. Well, it's nine o'clock. Yeah. So we're gonna go. I'm sure Tim has work to do. <laughs> I'm sure I should be working. Air quotes. <laughs> And I'm going to go check this out and uh, we'll check in with awesome. you at some point. Sounds good, man. Awesome. Thank Have you. Fun up there. Yeah, man.